Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't here. I don't know what the, what their thoughts were when they drafted him and, and all that. But, um, you know, I, I like Josh Allen. I like I like what, uh, you know, what he can, what has the opportunity to bring to us. Um, it's been a, it's been a really tough and challenging year for all of us here, you know. So, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's something we'll continue to, and I know that he'll continue to work on to, to be the best that he can. That is Daryl Bevel. Talk a little bit about that roster, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Matthew Driscoll will join us. UNF Ospreys in action tomorrow. Uh, that's coming up in just a couple of minutes. He's getting out of practice. Uh, and we debut, we thought maybe next week, but it's not. Um, we debut King of Thieves right now. Football at five. And I kind of like the segment, buyer beware in free agency. Who stole the most money in free agency? Will Fuller, the inspiration yes. behind this segment. Will Fuller cards everywhere here Yes, in the yeah. office. Uh, the Jags have their own King of Thieves now. Mm. Marvin Jones has been a disappointment. I wouldn't say thievery. Mm. Uh, and I think Casey brought up a good point. Probably helped uh, Trevor Lawrence in more ways than we know. Yeah. Uh, behind the scenes. Uh, he brought up Roy Robertson Harris, like $7 million a year, I think it is. I don't know. I feel like Roy, when he was healthy, really flashed some things. It was a slow start. Uh, I said Rayshon Jenkins, to yeah. me, probably fits this. As a, again, as a second kind of free uh, free agent safety, a big money guy coming over, I don't know if he's had an impact on the Jags. I thought, now, nah, I think you can make the case he's probably had more of an impact in the run game than we knew. But he got ejected from a game. He's got personal foul penalties. I mean, on a young football team, and you got that. You know, Rayshon, I think, was a disappointment in a lot of ways. I don't know if he quite fits the king of thievery. Yeah. Uh, but the Jags shows you didn't hit a slam dunk on a lot of these free agents, the, the bigger money guys. And uh, talk in a moment maybe about should they spend big this year to help uh, just generate some W's as quick as possible. Keep in mind, they did have a couple, like Rudy Ford outperformed this contract in a huge way, both special teams and on defense. And Jamal Agnew did the same thing, offense and on special teams. Uh, what Jamal Agnew, man, those touchdowns feel like they were 17 years ago. Man, who's telling? I mean, we're, uh, we're calling for the Pro Bowl and everything. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, King of Thieves, uh, we think maybe Will Fuller. Uh, yeah, but then Casey brought a great one to the table. But Casey's got the winner, it looks I got like. A, I got another actually decent one. All right, give us – there's a lot of thievery here in free agency this year. There's not a lot going right, yeah. So, probably the king would be Kenny Galladay, who was paid – $72 million for four years. That's an average value of $18 million. Total guaranteed, $40 million. Do you have the stat line for Kenny Galladay this season? I don't. I can look that up real Remember quick. Remember the Wi-Fi we were discussing? I got one page to load and pretty much just prayed on it. <laughs> just prayed uh, on another it. good one, though, is the boy Carl Lawson, uh, who got $45 million for three years, $30 million guaranteed, has not played a snap. No this snaps. Season. So Kenny Galladay, 34 receptions, 499 yards. Yeah. For... Zero touchdowns, million a year. Zero touchdowns, by the way. But he almost fought Daniel Jones, so it gets a little bump in my book. <laughs> that bonus. Wanted to punch Daniel Jones in the face, so it gets a little bump. How do we look at Jonu Smith? I think he's been a bust there, but, I mean, they're winning games. I'm sure he's done some things yeah. quietly from a schematic standpoint. Four years, $50 million. Listen, are, let me ask you this. Are you mad that the Jags didn't get Jonu Smith after what you've seen in New England? No, I'm not mad. And you would have picked Johnny Smith most likely over Hunter Henry. 
Yeah. Right? If you could have had one? Well, I wanted Hunter Henry. Oh, you would have rather had Hunter I had Hunter Henry, but... um. See, I still think John o. Smith, he comes here, he's still the best send hands down this tie- on this team. Like, it's not even close, I think. Well, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I, and that's why I don't know if he, he didn't put up numbers, let's just say that. He didn't get, he didn't do what four years, 50 million says you should do. Correct. Um, we also have three years, 40 million for William Jackson, who has two interceptions. So how much does two interceptions mean to you? Yeah, it's a little tricky Maybe on that, that position. Much. Maybe he's done a decent job. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, the, the the Patriots hit in the free agency world with guys like Jalen Mills, with guys like Judon. And Judon, by the way, was relatively inexpensive, especially for the production they're getting. I think it was like four years, $54 million. Yeah. That, like, that is exactly spot on. I mean, that guy. is not that bad. Uh, and uh, obviously Hunter Henry. So they And, and again, my guess is John o. Smith has done more than our eyes and, and, and the numbers tell us yeah. to help them. But they really hit on free agency. So much to the point where... Don't the Jags have to spend big in free agency this year? Don't they have to be like, you know what? Listen, we got to spend it, and we got to figure this out, and we need veteran guys in here, and we got to take chances in free agency. We can't sit around here and mull around the the three-year, twenty-five million guys, right? The four-year, thirty million guys. We got to go get one or two of these splash guys. We need blue chippers. Yeah. I mean, usually I would say conserve your money, wait till you have the team to, to build around, and then you go get your guys to try to make a playoff run. But at this point, the way this roster looks, you have to do something. Um, and, and obviously, I think the main goal needs to be helping Trevor Lawrence out, but what is that wide receiver market going to look like? You know, probably not that great. But, yeah, I, I think you do, some, you do spend some of that money because regardless of who you bring in in terms of philosophy and scheme, you don't just have the quality players right now. And, and you can try to build through the draft like you know every team's trying to do, but it's going to take more than that, unfortunately, because if the draft's any indication, it's not going to get it done for the Jaguars. Well, yeah, listen, you can get better in the draft, but you can't get older in the draft. You can't get experienced in the draft. You still have deficiencies. You can count on some things here or there, but the free agents, yeah, it could be boom or bust. You're going to overpay, of course. Money talks, and why did they leave their other organization? Fair questions. But... When you don't have a lot of talent, and I think we're to the point, I might have said this on the show yesterday, I can't remember, I've been talking so much about the Jags, I can't remember where I say anything anymore, but the the Jags and Shad must feel a little bit like they're in 2017 mode, where they're like, we don't care about the future right now and the sustainability and all this stuff, let's go win right now. We're tired of losing. We lost 30 games potentially in two years after Sunday's game. We're tired of losing. Like, let's go win something. And that's what they did in 17. They were like, you know what? We're spending it. We're going to win now. Uh, whatever happens in 18, 19, 20, we'll figure that out. Hopefully it all works and we can keep it together with our young talent. But we're going to win. And it kind of worked. Like they said, we're going to go spend it. We're going to win. And they did. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not telling you if they spend it, they will win. But I think they, I would think Shad right now, based off 16 to 17 and what he went through 13, 14, 15, 16, and then what happened in 17, might learn from that to say, okay, 19, 20, 21, not good. It's time to go get W's. And I think they are – I wouldn't be surprised if they have a plan to spend and spend big. The other thing about this, no matter who they bring in as a coach, is going to want to revamp a little bit of that roster with their own players. You know? And and Urban did a lot of that. Like, Urban revamped that locker room and that roster. And obviously – and Bulky did too. Bulky did too. Bulky was a part of it. Are you hearing me out there? Bulky was a part of it. Take the hint. 
and here we are, two and fourteen. You know? Yeah. So I think you gotta be a little careful to make too many moves. Like I think you can make the case Urban made too many moves. Yeah. And and therefore go spend and get a couple of blue chip guys, bigger money guys, rather than eight middle of the road guys. Yeah. And we'll work with the draft picks and the young talent and everything else we got and we'll piece it all together. I don't think you can change the whole room in a year. You're only afforded so many moves, essentially. Um and maybe from a player standpoint and maybe Trevor's standpoint, some continuity in the locker room instead of icebreakers every week during training camp mm-hmm. might pay off. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I agree with you. To me, though, it all depends. You want to spend the money. You want to get the blue trippers. But then at what positions are we talking about? Yeah. Because wide receiver is not really an option unless, not you, know, rich you, right know, now. Unless you buy into Calvin Ridley. And, um, and then with that, that's going to be more of a trade than anything. Um you know, like offensive line, okay. I guess you could go that direction, help Trevor Lawrence out. Tight ends, I'm not sure the tight end market's what's a little bit of what it's looking like this year. Maybe you go that route. But, like, I get you got the money to spend, but and you don't want to just over buying everybody. But you also, I mean, you got to fill the, the spots that you truly need right now. And this team has so many holes, I'm not sure where I would start. Yeah, and that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I, I think the bottom line is you have to do your damnedest. To get weapons on offense. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's out there. I don't know what's going to be out there. I don't know what's feasible to be out there. Uh, we wish Devontae. We wish Godwin was healthy. We wish you had all those opportunities. But Mike Williams, five mm-hmm. years, $110 million for Mike Williams. I'm not quite sure I'm that high on Mike Williams to be worth that. I would spend that on other guys, like maybe a Godwin, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe I'm definitely a Devontae Adams, of course. right? Uh, Mike Williams, I don't know. But you know what? The Jazz might have to say, screw it. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and he's not a bad receiver. I'm no, not sure, sure he's going to be worth but, that kind of money, but they might have to say, screw it, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, do you feel confident making him the one receiver, though? Oh, that's a, not a bad T-shirt idea. Screw it, let's do it. Screw it, let's do it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that's where we're at. I think mm-hmm. they have to take those kind of chances. They can't hope Marvin Jones still has 10 touchdowns in him at mm-hmm. $10 million a year. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can do that. Mm-hmm. They did that a little bit this year, and I don't mind the veteran presence of Marvin. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind Marvin. I just don't know if you can rely on Marvin Jones at 32 years old for $10 million a year to be your number one guy. And then, of course, the way it all transpired with DJ and everything else, it, it, it fell apart. I think you can if you sign up Mike Williams at 6'4", you know, 200-something pounds, sure. and $100 million, say, you're our number one guy. Go play like it. Yeah, uh, it just it begs the question of can you get the, the, the good return on your investment? And yeah. I'm not sure with Mike Williams. But I guess that's what I'm trying to say a little bit. Because it doesn't matter. ROI is less important as getting good enough to where you can win football games. And listen, the ROI on a five-year, 110 million guy mm-hmm. is Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Winning some football games in the NFL might be 850 yards and 10 touchdowns or eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like that guy is still valuable to a roster that doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so you're going to have to overpay for some of that. It's not our money, so. I was, uh, yes. and, but, and, you, and we know it. Everybody can rework it. And somebody brought up a good point yesterday. I was talking about this. While Trevor is inexpensive, spend your damn money. Yeah. Right? Yep. Don't save your money while Trevor's inexpensive. Go spend the money now. And by the way, this, uh, this is not a shot. Why aren't you spending your money? This is a direction. Urban Meyer, Trent Baalke decided that they didn't want to spend all the money mm-hmm. this year. They had a, a plan, if you will, or a picture in mind, and they didn't want to do it. 
What I'm saying is, let's not worry about the two, three-year plan. Let's worry about the right-now plan to get some wins and be competitive and put the kid in the best position possible and get the hell out of the number one draft pick slot. True. I'm looking at uh, top free agents for 2022 right now. Devontae Adams, obviously. Godwin's out of there. Uh, Terrion Armstead out of New Orleans. Allen Robinson. Von Miller. Chandler Jones. Any of these guys do anything for you so far? Stephon Gilmore. Orlando Brown. Marcus Williams, safety. J.C. Jackson, we talked about him before. Carlton Davis out of Tampa Bay. Jesse Bates, safety out of Cincinnati. Mike Williams. Randy Gregory. Clowney. Odell Beckham Jr. Brandon Sheriff. A guard from Washington, Tyron Matthew. Anybody ring Tyron Matthew's a, a free agent. I guess at the end of the year. Safety, mm. Kansas City, 30 years old. Mm. So you're going to pay another safety to pay another one to go away? like, Or not play Cisco? What are we going to do? I don't know. It's safety gate in Jacksonville. Safety gate, Michael we'll Gallup, Christian I mean, Kirk. The bottom line is they don't want to play Cisco for some reason. So I can't help but if I'm the next regime that comes in and says they picked the bad guy or, or wasn't as good as we thought. Yeah. I can't. It's not my fault they picked Rayshon Jenkins to be the guy if he's not the best guy. I don't know. Whatever makes you, I, The reason why I think of a guy like Matthew is he's a turnover machine guy. Like yeah. he, can, he can help you do that. You still have seven freaking turnovers. Top tight end is uh, Mike Gusecki. We'll take him. Out of Miami. Yep. Uh, David like, Njoku, Dalton Schultz out of Dallas. All three of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I lost Curtis Samuel, but he should be on the Thieves as well. Ah, here he is, yes. Three for $34 million, $11 million a year. 23 guaranteed. Yeah. Listen, I think, uh, I think, by the way, Mike Williams does do something for me there. I think even Allen Robinson, a play for him, mm-hmm. especially coming off a subpar year, you could get value for him potentially. Sure. I, I don't hate that. Um, I do think some of those tight ends' names are interesting. Uh, Sheriff, how old is Brendan Sheriff now? I mean, he's a good, he's a good player. Brendan Sheriff is... 30. Uh, 30, 30. 30? Yeah, so he's got, he's got some game left. Yep. Which, Although, which side? Actually, it doesn't. No, I'm I, sorry? Yeah, which side? Oh, I'm yeah. not, I have no idea. It doesn't matter, though, right? We'll take him. Yeah, Jags could yeah. use any. It really, if they wanted to revamp the entire offensive line next year, they could. Isn't his name Sheriff? Yeah, I think it is. Sheriff. 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 Sorry. Sheriff. 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 Uh, Russell Gage is interesting. What is going on? Russell Gage at, uh, from Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Familiar. Um, interesting. Jamison Crowder. I have a Sammy friend that's Watkins. a Falcons fan and said Russell Gage couldn't catch COVID. So. Did he just have, like, two really good, la- like... I don't know, dude. He watches every game start to finish, says he can't catch anything. Okay. I thought Russell Gage had some pretty good... I will tell you this, though. You can go get... I guess my point being, I don't love that whole market. Mm-hmm. So we'll get two of the top flight guys and spend money. And so now you got two really good football players on your team. Yeah. Instead of spending on four of those guys that might be, eh. Yeah, you know, and 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 you you're just hoping that they play well. You feel like you got two really good football players, whether it's at right guard or whether it's at wide receiver and tight end or safety or wherever it might be. I think uh, some of that makes sense, and obviously the draft and your plans and trades still come come into play. And what do you do with DJ Chark? Do you do you guys do you come to an agreement with DJ? That's certainly a part of it. Uh, they need. Obviously, first and foremost, offensive players. And they're going at the moral of the story is they got to spend some money. they got to spend some money. Uh, let's get Steven on real quick. Uh, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Football at 5. What's happening, man? Hey, not too much. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion on something I read on uh, Twitter uh, from Demetrius Harvey saying that apparently Sean really underestimated this uh, movement or uh, 
Havoc or Riot, I guess. And uh, saying uh, how about him retaining Trent Balky and uh, that he seems like he wants to steadfast with his decision, but they're, th uh, they're putting feelers out there for a number two, kind of like an assistant GM or director of player personnel, but it seems like they're having trouble with that because nobody wants to work with them. You think that would be an indication of, hey, I'm extremely wrong once again? Yeah, Stephen, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. I, I, do th I did tweet this today, and I said, I think you got to be a little cautious to take reports as gospel. Sure. You know, I mean, I do think we have to be a little careful of that. Uh, I will still say to people, and I've said to countless people today, I still have not seen the statement, the, the, the Shad Khan issued statement that said, Balky's coming back. That gives him wiggle room, whether he intended for him to come back and the report was correct or not. He still has not confirmed it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not saying you all shouldn't be, like, out of your mind because the prospect of him coming back exists. Mm -hmm. That's fair. But I think Sunday or Monday we'll have a better grip of that for sure mm -hmm. in certainty. The Bill O'Brien stuff, it might be a – maybe it's a token interview. Maybe it is out of respect to Marone. Maybe it's, hey, I want to bend this guy's ear a little bit. Yeah, it was a bad situation in Houston, but he has also been pretty successful with quarterbacks and knows how to win in the AFC South. Maybe it's one of those. Uh, when he gets the job, I'll be the first in line to hammer it, right? Yeah. Uh, I think this, this whole – anything that around bulky right now that suggests he's the GM going forward – I just don't fully believe because I haven't seen one person endorse Balky publicly. We have not seen one person endorse him. And so is he the one floating this stuff out there? Is someone in his camp floating it out there? I don't but, know, man. But if he's the one that's floating it out there, it, eventually that gets back to Shad Khan. And Shad Khan goes to you, what are you doing? Hey, I, don't, so, I don't know. what. Why, I never understood. People have suggested that he was the one that floated this out there. And I continue to ask, I don't get the methodology that's there. That's self-sabotage, sir. Yeah, like, what's the point in that? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I, I see all these reports, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's always truth to something. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, the, the, these people, you know, like, they have reputations. Now, I know sometimes they're wrong in their sources, and then, you know, they get called out. But, like, you know, that's fine. They still keep their jobs and everything. But I don't know, man. Like, these are some pretty – these are guys that have been kind of dead on for a while, I feel like. And they have no reason to make this stuff up. So, I mean, I think there is some sort of truth to it. And, yeah, I, I don't know if it's, you know, Shad Khan seeing the, the outcry of Jaguars fans that's going to really swing the vote or not of how he's going to handle the situation. I, I just wish whoever Shad Khan is turning to, you know, for the football operations side, for the side that says, hey, let's retain or let Trent Balky go. To the side that says, hey, you know, it's a good idea. Let's bring in Bill O'Brien for an interview. All of that stuff, at the end of the day, and I say this all the time, Brent, you either you're getting closer to a Super Bowl or you're not. And right now you're not. Can someone just please tell Shad Khan that we can all live our lives and go on with ourselves? Yeah. I, I mean, it's simple. It's, it's simple. Like, I don't care about opt and uh, Listen, the, the clown things, whatever. That's awesome. The fan base is rising up. More power to you. But, like... If I'm in the position of a football operations, whatever, or a guy at the at the top of the chain, 
I don't care about the optics. I don't care about the money. All I care about is are we getting closer or are we getting further away? And right now, with these decisions being made, this team is getting further away. Yeah. Uh, you know, who would you uh, – we were talking about this earlier with somebody today. Uh, part of my belief – all the stuff about Bulky being in the interview room is I, I don't endorse it. I also just don't think it necessarily means you're the GM going forward. Uh, I feel like it's shot is a little bit of void of football people that can help develop a decision. And my point in that is if Bulky wasn't in the room as the current GM, mm. which you're paying him to be the current GM, at least through the end of the year, who would be in the room from a football standpoint? that would ask football questions to Doug Peterson and Jim Caldwell and understand the what goes on with all that. I mean, because Shot admitted, like, that's not his world that he lives in, right? Sure. So he's trying to make the best decision given the information and, and you know, what, what's your plan and, and the feel of a guy in a room and all that stuff, like, that's going on that, that you do in interviews. But from a football-centric standpoint, who would he be pulling into that room if it wasn't bulky? I mean, I don't know. You can start going to because you have how many coaches on your roster right now? You can bring in Bob Sutton, a senior defensive assistant who's who's been around for the while. Who's, Tom Gamble who's in the building. Yeah, I mean, you can bring along some of those guys. You could hire some other guys. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I don't. I either. Just, I'm just asking. Yeah. The reason I asked that question is because it was asked to me, and I I just think I think that's part of the reason he's in the room. That doesn't mean that. That he's automatically the guy. It doesn't mean he's even making the decision. He might just be asking a couple questions that Shad might not have asked. But then, if you're Shad Khan, are you, are you putting your trust in the Balkies? You're just gonna listen to the answers. You don't necessarily need to trust Balky. But, uh, but if he's in the room, you're gonna pick his brain a little bit. Uh, maybe, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. I, I don't think he's saying, "All right, Trent, what's your top three? There's a I difference just, between being in the room and saying, "Hey, Trent, here's your top three. What's your top three? My only point is, if you're gonna let somebody go at the end of the season, then why are you dragging them along? You're not doing them a favor. You're not doing yourself a favor. It's doing nobody any kind of favors. Like what, what? What is the positive right now of having Trent Bulky in these in these meetings? He can he can bounce ideas off Sean Conner. Like what, what what's the positive? I would just say there's a guy that's asking football questions that's been around the football for 20 years in the NFL. And then you let him go. And then let him go. Okay. Thanks, man. I just mm, I, I just I don't think you run a business like that. I mean, Trent Bulky's making decisions on the roster right now because why? You're paying him to be the GM, and guess what? At the end of the year, you let him go. Cool. And how have those decisions gone so far for you? Again, like, I did. There's a difference between having a guy in the room asking questions, or you know, but like if, or making a decision. I'm not. Trent Bulky making a decision is different. Okay. In this situation. Okay. I just don't know. Like in the past, when they were doing interviews, Caldwell was a, at least a football guy, a guy that's lived football. Okay. Right. That he was. I'm talking about Dave Caldwell. Sure. That he could ask questions that might exist. In, in that world. But Shad Khan's been in these meetings, but how many coaches did he interview yeah. now? Uh, and that's you, should, you, you should know the the, yeah. the formalities by now. That's pretty, that's you fair. don't need Trent Bulky to hold your hand. Yeah. Um, again, that's why I, I just don't think it's a locked up thing just because he's in the room either. Though. I, I don't... Here's how I see it go down. Hang the music, sorry. But uh, here's how I see it going down. The... Shad Khan says, hey, Doug Peterson, job's yours. Okay, thanks. Doug... 
uh, says, I got it. I want to end. But Bulky's not staying. Fired. See you later. Great. Bulky was in the meeting for the interview. Who cares? Yeah. Now we're looking for a new GM. Like, I just don't see why that couldn't happen. Like, it definitely could happen. And it could happen where Trent Bulky's totally the GM. Who it knows? Could. Well, then I don't think Doug Peterson's taking the job. We'll be back. It's <laughs> been six nine. Well, there wasn't a GM in, in Detroit at the time when I was, when, you know, when I became the, the interim. So there was no interaction there. Um, so obviously there's, there's was, has been much more here. Football at five, Brent Morton-O, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Wrapping up a week. And what a week. Happy New Year, everybody. That was a good bite, too. Yeah, I wasn't really listening. I know. <laughs> Want to play it again? Let me hear it. No. Who was it? Take a guess. Bevel. Yep. Talking about how the first time he took over as a head coach, they didn't have a GM. So I thought there'd be some comment like, wow, this guy's really been in a bad situation. Yeah, I don't. There, I, I felt bad for Balky a couple weeks ago. I mean, sorry, uh, uh, Bevel a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I'm okay. over that. All right, very good. I only get one feel bad pass. So. Yeah, that's just better than Season. any passes I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? Oh, I love it. <laughs> Um, you know, I was just thinking. Go ahead. You know when people are really going to start getting nervous? I'm, I mean, I'm to that point, but go ahead. If on Monday at 3 o'clock? Yes. As we start breaking down the Jags offseason? Shakamak. And national championship game on Monday night? Shakamak. Do we start on Monday? Shakamak? No, 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 sir. I'm, I need to prep my body for that. Okay. Takes about a month. If we haven't seen a statement from Shad Khan releasing Balky by 3 o'clock on Monday. Yes. Then I will start to think we might be in trouble. Okay. So I was just thinking, the, it just crossed my mind. So so the rumor is that they don't scare you at all. You're not scared whatsoever. No. You're, you're, you're going to die on this hill. Yeah. Okay. I don't. But I will say that I believe in, uh, I've covered enough of these now here in town with Shad. I think. Sunday afternoon, evening. We're going to hear something. Monday morning at the latest is usually when you hear. The only thing I could see different than that is they just wait until the coach gets hired Mm. and then make that move as they search for the next GM together. So I would say there's still opening for that to happen, but I would be more nervous is my point if there's not a statement releasing bulky Sunday night or Monday, and saying, okay, we're moving on to a different regime. But let me ask you this. In a perfect world, let's say they get Caldwell or Peterson, Mm -hmm. okay, the the top two candidates. Let's say they hire those guys, they bring them on, and then they fire Balky, so then it's going to be Peterson's job or, or Caldwell's job to find the next GM. Well, wouldn't that just be the same thing right now if you let go of Trent Balky? Right now. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. So does the fact that they didn't do that, does that make you more nervous? No, because... Because you still think it's the... Yeah, because okay. I think I think the M.O. of... You got to understand something now, from a timing perspective, that Shotcon did not want to fire Urban Meyer when he fired him. Like, in the way he does business. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like to fire people during the season. Mm-hmm. 
And I think if there wasn't headlines and all this other stuff and he realized it was going so bad he had to get from out from underneath Urban, you know, whether he said Sunday or whether it was on the Wednesday after the, the Lambeau story, whenever it was, then I think he just had to make a move then. Uh, you could make the case that should he have made a move over these last couple of weeks because isn't this getting a bit embarrassing itself? Yes. You know, uh, you can make that case. But I'm just saying... I think you can also make the case that he was going to see the end of the season through. He's paying Bulky to do the job this season. He hasn't himself embarrassed the organization in the headlines like Urban did. And so when the season ends, he's going to say, okay, thanks for your services and, and goodbye, regardless of what the fans are saying, the media is saying, everybody's saying. I think... If, if this movement wasn't going on and that's the order of how it happened, I don't think anybody would surprise. The, see, the reason why the movement happened is because r- reports started to happen about the word retaining bulky. Of course. Right? Yes. The movement wouldn't be happening at all. Like, this wouldn't be happening if Ian Rappaport never reported that. No, I mean, there's a thought amongst Jaguars fans that Trent Bulky will be here next year. Yeah, so yes. it's just the idea of it yes. created this swell, and everybody talked about it, us for two weeks here on ESPN 690, on CBS 47, Fox 30, national guys talking about it, um, and, and really Trent Bulky being lambasted the last two weeks, you know, publicly because of it. So I, this is, I guess, just where you and I disagree, is the fact that, Regardless, I think, of what happens in the situation with, with your head coach, Balky is going to be gone. So if that's the case, then it's going to be, you know, hire the head coach first and then work with him to find the GM. Yep. I just think that, well, then, if that's going to be the overall plan, then why not just let Bulky go right now, get rid of the old regime, look for a new GM release, get your feelers out there, hire the new head coach like you were going to do, and then, once again, you're in the same boat where you hire the head coach and then you find the new GM. Yeah, you certainly could do it. I think because of the time, again, the, the, what set this thing awkwardly in motion is the fact of when Urban Meyer got hired. You could make yeah. it a clean break if Urban Meyer didn't, it stayed out of the headlines that week. The reports didn't start coming out. They won a game or two more, and you just said, listen, this isn't working. Boom, we're cutting ties. Uh, Sunday night after the game, thanks, Urban. This didn't work out. Boom. Right? I think if, if in a perfect situation, Shad would have done it that way. Yeah. But it got so hot, and things started happening that he had to pull the trigger on it earlier than probably he wanted to. And I would just say, I think bulky then and you, there are not there are other people in the building but you still have to run the organization throughout the year mm-hmm. and in my estimation bulky didn't do anything embarrassingly enough to the organization to warrant being fired two weeks ago or three weeks ago in fact i think it's less of an indictment on bulky his firing it, it's I, I know you can make an indictment on him but i don't think this has to do with his performance as much as we're starting over and we're hitting the refresh button i've been very consistent with that so you can make that claim in a statement after the season, say, hey, we appreciate your time and your services. Trent's been around for a couple of years, but we are going to refresh and start this thing all over as we continue to look for the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then we will find a general manager that will work hand-in-hand hand with our new head coach. That, that's yeah. part of my question. Well, if, if they fired Balky at the time and all the COVID stuff happened, how would they, like, who would have signed well, the players? Like they, that's, and that's a good point, right? And not to say you don't have, it's not like they don't have anybody in the building that couldn't do that. But you're already run amok, right? Because you got Bevel, who's taken over as the head coach. He's handing the play duties over to Brian Schottenheimer because he's got responsibilities as the head coach. You got COVID going wild, and you've got moves that have to be made for the last five games of the year or four games of the year. 
I think that's in part why they kept um, Valky on. Now, Tom Gamble, I think, is in the organization. He could do that. There are people that could do it, but why have even more make it more problematic uh, instead of just paying the guy that you'd made to make those decisions, make those decisions through the end of the year. Um, And so that's that's why I, but I will admit, I'll admit to you now, I think that is in play of why it transpired this way. But I will say at 3 o'clock on Monday, if we come in here, I will have a higher level of concern about Bulky sticking around than I do right now if we haven't heard a statement that he's gone. Now, it doesn't lock him in, but I do, no, think, I just, I do yeah. think I'll have a higher level of concern. I just think the faster you can get this out of the way, the better. Yeah. And the, the, the whole sitting in the meetings, whether you have any kind of interaction or you're just there for emotional support, let's not be blind to the fact that Trent Baalke was one of the guys who okayed Urban Meyer to stay behind. Yeah. In, in Cincinnati. Or at least right? he did, yep. At least he said he okayed that. Okay, so he was aware of that. That helped shape the culture. You are responsible for that. So I don't want any people tied to that moment in the team history where it, it, it threw your culture out the window. I don't feel I'm tied to that. Yeah. And I think he is tied to that. So I, I guess we'll find out on Monday. If it's 3 o'clock on Monday and there's no headline, I'll freak out. Don't worry. That's my bigger question. At th- if I come in here at when I get here at 1.00, and nothing's happened, I need to start constructing an open, correct? Yes. Yeah, and, and that's, I, again, I guess that's what I'm trying to admit to you. I'm, I don't believe, I don't believe Trent Bulky's going to be the GM of this team in 2022. But if I come in here at 3 o'clock on Monday and I have not heard a statement or seen a statement from Shad Khan, I will less believe myself. I can't, I can't wait to hear your statement when you got to apologize for, for dying on this hill. Well, I also don't think it's a guaranteed on Monday if we haven't seen the statement that he is the guy. Okay. Because the next domino to fall is even if Shad wants him to be the guy yeah. or thinks he should be the guy and is blind to this and is illogical about all this, mm. then the guy that he hires might be the logical person in the room and say, I ain't working with that guy. And so he can still be fired after is my point. Brent, can I just say that if we're at the combine and we see Trent Balky there in Jaguars gear, I'm going to want that apology <laughs> from you. Brent, <laughs> Brent if, we're, if you're in Indianapolis and we're yes. doing this show live and I see Trent Balky in the background just kind of waving, hey, what's up, everybody? And I see a Jaguars polo or I see a Jaguars three-quarter zip on, I'm going to need an apology from you. Yeah, well. C- can you do that for me? Yeah, if, if I'm still in denial to the point where I think he still might be fired at the combine in Jaguars gear, then you might want to put me through a I table might, head first. I might have you committed, man, honestly. <laughs> Casey, you better get over here because this seat's got to be warm over here for Brent Martin, though, because no, Brent might have lost it. Hope you have a good weekend, everybody. And hope you go check out the UNF Ospreys uh, tomorrow night at uh, 5 o'clock. The women play at 2 o'clock in the afternoon at UNF Arena. The men play at 5 o'clock against Stetson. We'll have the call for that one on uh, ESPN+. And right now, head coach of the UNF men's basketball team, fresh off the practice floor, Matthew Driscoll joins us. How many players are you going to have available for this one, Coach? Well, first and foremost, I saw Austin doing some bridge work the other day. Oh, Coach, you <laughs> saw me? I beeped, I beeped, but I guess you you got must you must have those really good headsets because you were you were definitely locked into whatever you were doing. And my first thought was when you just said I'd see him Brent in Indianapolis is that you were gonna if you see them in a quarter zip you were gonna whoop them. And I thought <laughs> man if you could see if you saw his calves coming down off that bridge you'd be in trouble. Oh listen, Brent sprints, Brent. I sit. I sit right now across from him. I know I'd be in trouble either way. But coach, can you describe this? Was this like seen out of Rocky? Did he have a hoodie on? 
He, he had on a black, I think he was uh, the sleeveless, he had a sleeveless top over top of maybe some sort of a long sleeve shirt. Yep. And he was very, very, I'm telling you, he was, he was so locked in. <laughs> Is that me or you? That wasn't me. Yeah, it might have been you. <laughs> You're all right. That ain't me. I don't, I don't get you turned on. <laughs> hey, he was so locked in to what he was doing coming down the hill. He was coming down toward the marina. And I'm going to tell you what now. I, I, his look on his face was the – and I'm being this – is, this, is, this, is, this is real stuff. Like, the look on his face was, if you're across from me right now, it's not going to be good in about 30 – like, it was one of those looks. I, I was really impressed. Well, Coach, I appreciate it. Sorry I, I didn't hear you honk, man. I definitely was locked in or else I would have waved and, and, you know, said what's up to you. But, yeah, Brent, you know we're doing some bridge sprints and everything. You got to do a minute 30 on, and then you have a minute off of jogging down the bridge again. So, so you got to jog down with your minute out. off? I, I, do yeah. it, I do it on my bike um, when I want to do some hill work. I did give you the Dunkin' Donut coffee. I gave you my Dunkin' Coffee wave. With the feet to hope you, you know, you realize who, who it was when you were looking through the window. Um, uh, but, but when you said that about Indianapolis, I thought, man, if, 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 if he goes over there and he walks up the front, like, that might not be good. Um, <laughs> I, I really, I really, and, and all, you know, obviously being here for 13 years and, you know, on the back end of, 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 of you know, my age and, and this profession, I've lived you know, almost a quarter of my life here now. And I really, really, really long for the days when, and, and as a coach, you really, I know you have to do it as a profession, but as a coach, it just really, really hurts your heart all the time. Um, I, I really hope that we can, and I pray that we can get this right and get this thing moving forward so that year after year, in nauseam that we don't have to be talking about about these kind of things and we just uh, you know I, I, you know I, I saw a coward the other day and being a Pittsburgh guy you know I just just listening to Cower on, on on Eli and Peyton and then and then seeing them do that 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 live interview um, uh, with the young the young man from the Titans I think he's a wide out um, that was thinking about taking his own life and 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 and, and it was just just to know what Cower stands for and what Cower means and, you know, Tom Lynn and those kind of guys and being around the Rooney family for so long. Um, I just really pray, guys, that we can just get this thing right because our city, obviously, forget about Shaw, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but our city has really, really been a city that, that, that wants to pour in and really wants to have a team that, it is our, you know, it's always going to be our, you know, our team as far as if you live in the city, and and I really hope we get this right, guys. Yeah, uh, I think we all do, Coach. I yeah. mean, we're kind of tired of talking about it, too, and, and uh, they have to get it right. It's a mess down there right now. I think everybody can see that. But let's talk about you guys. we got about five minutes left in the show. Uh, you got, a, obviously, a tough one the other night. You only had, I think, seven scholarship players. How are you guys doing health-wise, and uh, will you be back to full strength tomorrow? You know, the, the one thing, Brent, you've been around me a long time, and you understand, and Austin as a player, you know, everybody talks about the next man up and all that kind of stuff. I actually, you know, I, I just believe in the, guy, the guys that are on the floor and the guys that are available to play. Like, those are the guys that have always got to make sure that they understand, like, this is who it is. This, this is what it is. 
but at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do, and you got to be who you are. And and we did it the other night. And at the end of the day, they made three down the stretch, and we did. There was no other way. There was no other shape. There was no other. Well, what about this guy and that guy and this? It didn't matter. We had the same looks they had. They made them, and we did. 60-60 with five minutes to go on the road. And a team that was 10-4 and four had nine home games prior to that one. And so, like, that's what it is. And they're not going to change the schedule. So tomorrow uh, will be at full, full strength. And uh, we'll have those guys back. But, of course, you know, they haven't played in a couple days. So, you know, they're getting back into their feel and their routine and their rhythm as well, too. And Stetch is very talented. They have the most experience coming back in the league as far as the amount of guys that came back from their team last year, they're their top six guys. And, and, and some other guys off the bench that played for them as well, too. So, you know, they're a very, very, very experienced team. What people don't realize is we're the, there's 358 teams in Division One basketball. We're the 354th most experienced. Wow. And just to put it on, in perspective, Gulf Coast was 38. Wow. I mean, they got a kid that's almost 25. And so you're going to see that, Brent, a lot more because of this COVID. Yeah, yeah. And these extra years and these transfer portals, and then you get hurt, now you end up with six years. And so you're talking about playing against 23, 24, 25-year-olds for the next two to three years. That's going to be a common thing. And for us, it's always been high school and grow and grow and grow. And we really feel like we have this kind of team again. So, you know, tomorrow is another great opportunity for us. And, you know, though we were 4-9 and nine and we had to do what we had to do, nobody cares. Like, it's just, like, let's just strap it on, let's get it on. 5 o'clock, let's tip it up, and let's make sure we understand that they don't care either. And you don't, you can't think that someone's going to feel sorry for what you had to do in a non-conference. That's your problem. Hey, Coach. So I, I'm, really, I'm, I'm really excited for this group. All right, we got two minutes left, but I also want to ask you a question before we go. Yeah, Coach, great to hear from you, man. Congratulations on the win against Austin P. you know, being a performer Murray State alum. You know, I thought about that one. But real <laughs> quick, um, you know, when you talk about, you know, success in sports, it's all about being a creature of habit, you know, developing a, a, a good routine and good habits and all this stuff. Well, you know, with COVID-19, with games getting canceled, players getting having to sit out, like, what do you tell your team? Like, how do you respond to all the adversity that you now face because you can't be a creature of habit because tomorrow could be different than you anticipated. However, the habitualness of that creature is going to come back in tenfold because it's something that you put in. Mm. So therefore, if you do have a hiccup or you do have a, a, a you got to place this guy in instead of this guy like the other night, we had to play differently. Those hab- Those habits that you have you change maybe your scheme a little bit, but now you take the skill set of what you do have. And then you take, like last year, for instance, you had to play back-to-back nights. And so you have to take that skill set of those, of those habits. And that's the thing. Austin, you make a great point. And something that you should talk about more further in your show one day is, you know, old, old, old sayings are always around, aren't they? Yeah. And what's the one cliche you always hear? Old habits are hard to break, right? <laughs> yes. But what that, well, what that really means is if you do something at a consistent level and you show up with that every single day, J.T. Escobar, like you know what you're going to get. Because when you squeeze the lemon, you get lemon juice. When you squeeze the lime, you get lime juice. And when you get squeezed, that's who you are. 
So if you have that habitualness inside you, and you don't try to be someone you're not, don't let what don't let what you can't do get away with what you can. It doesn't matter about these stops or these these hiccups that come along. What matters is is that your guys know this is the dude that's going to show up. I think there's a word you use. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it, man. Hey, I'm good for the weekend, Brent. I'm all right set. Now, hey, bro. I'm fired up for the weekend, hey, man. I can't wait hey, now. Hey, Coach, Austin will meet you at the bridge in 20 minutes. <laughs> Bring out the headlights. Hey, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good for that. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, by, Coach. By the, way, by, the way, by the way, we thought we thought Murray State was going to come to the league, but, yeah. but they obviously accepted a bid to the Missouri Valley. Yeah, they did. Um, we saw that today. Um, so, we're yeah, so we're out. We, we've, got, we've got a couple more teams that – that we're looking at, and of course with Liberty and Jacksonville State leaving, I think the league's going to be more proactive than reactive. Um, so, 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 you know, look out on the horizon for that. All right, we'll do it, Coach. We'll see you tomorrow, five hey. o'clock. First responders get in free tomorrow. Two o'clock, women. Five o'clock, men. Let's do Let's it. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Have a good one, man. Good luck tomorrow at uh, Matthew Driscoll, UNF Men's Basketball Coach, UNFOsprays.com to get your tickets. 2 o'clock tomorrow for the women's game, 5 o'clock for the men's game at UNF Arena. If you squeeze me, what would you get? <laughs> Sunshine and rainbows and... A lot of anger these days. Okay. I was thinking, like, I don't know, fruity pebbles. If you squeeze the I'm stadium out. on Sunday... You might get a clown nose. <laughs> you, get, you get coach out on time, and then you just keep it's talking. Probably another L. <laughs> we'll see you on the ESPN 690 Game Day Live from the Duval House, 9 o'clock on uh, Sunday morning. If you want to go run some bridges, look up Austin. Hit me up. He'll be there. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks for listening on ESPN 690. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.